Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. You would open up your Bibles to Psalm 107. Today we're just going to camp out in this Psalm, Psalm 107, for a little bit and allow God to just uh, uh, help us to, to simmer and soak in the reality of, of what He wants us to, to, to really grasp. Uh, how many of you have ever heard the... Uh, the phrase, you know, uh, you know, all good things must come to an end. Huh? You, you know, maybe you've been in, in a good deal, you know, you've been on a, a, a win streak or things are rolling good and then somebody, when, when it kind of ends, all good things must come to an end. And uh, the reality is that sometimes we might kind of buy into that. You know, we kind of live on the negative side rather than really believing what is true. Uh, the Bible helps us to understand as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And when it comes to truth, uh, God really wants to us to check some of these phrases or these catch slogans uh, that we often hear, maybe often take to heart. Uh, and so today, we're going to take a look at Psalm 107 and be reminded of the truth of God's Word. Uh, and, and what it's going to help us to understand is that, in fact, all good things don't come to an end. Matter of fact, the best things don't come to an end. So Psalm 107, look with me. We're just going to read the first three verses and then we're going to come back and we're going to uh, camp out in that psalm for a while. Verse 1, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. What does it say? His love endures forever. So that's a good thing, right? That's a real good thing. Uh, some some uh, translations may go, His mercy endures forever, His loving kindness endures forever, His compassion endures forever. But here's really the focus of what this psalm is all about. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His love endures forever. And then, and then it says this, verse 2, Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Yours may say, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those He redeemed from the hand of the foe And look at this, verse 3, those He gathered from the lands, from east and west and north and south. So here's a picture uh, in in this psalm is uh, the the people of God have gathered together after life experiences and it's saying that God has gathered these people, these people that He has redeemed uh, from the east and the west and the north and the south. Some of you came here today from, from the north of here. Some of you came from the south of here. Some came from the east. Some came from the west. And so his encouragement is, hey, if you're redeemed, then tell your story. If you're redeemed, say so. Why? Because God's love, God's compassion, His loving kindness endures forever. It never ends. You can't stop God from loving you. You just can't do it. Now, if you want to turn over and and, uh, just kind of do a little uh, check on that, look to Psalm 136. Just jump over there real quick. We're not going to read all that. But Psalm 136. 
There are 26 verses in this, and 26 times, what does this psalm say? For those of you who are quick and, you know, finding that, what does it say? 26 times. I mean, after each verse, each phrase, it's saying, His love, His compassion, His loving kindness, His mercy endures forever. It's, it's just unquenchable. And so as we come today, uh, what it is just reminding us of, for every one of us, no matter where you may be, you may be a follower of Christ and you may have been tracking with Him for years, but He's wanting to remind you of this today, that His love endures forever. You know, you may be a little down and out, a little depressed, or you may be facing a difficult, difficult time. He wants to remind me and you that His love, His compassion, His loving kindness, His mercy is there available for you and for me. It may be that you're searching. You're just not real sure. I mean, you're, you're a little bit spiritual, but you, you don't know uh, really what to do with Jesus uh, as far as making Him your personal Lord and Savior. He wants you to know today because of what He demonstrated uh, on the cross by giving His life for you, that that is a reminder to you that His love, His compassion, His mercy is available to you. And it does not run out. It's not like, uh, you know, get it while the getting's good. No, His love endures forever. So what does that mean? What does it mean that it's always there, it's available? What does it mean and what does it matter? What it means for us today is this. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, no matter how lost or how rebellious or how foolish uh, or how deep of a pit you may be in, God's love, His freedom, His forgiveness, His deliverance, His rescue is promised and available for those who cry out to Him. That is His encouragement for you and me today. Now, in the Psalm 107, now you can go back to Psalm 107. In this 107th Psalm, there are four examples or, or four uh, categories of people that, that He is uh, revealing, that He's pointing out, that helps us to understand that no matter what kind of mess we get into, no matter uh, uh, what we've done uh, by commission or omission, no matter what, the unconditional compassion and power of God is available. Now, in, in this 107th Psalm, the picture is, is that, you know, the people of God had gathered, you know, in the, to, in the sanctuary to, to celebrate God. And, and here, no doubt, some of the priests that were leading in this song, uh, in this psalm, uh, were able to make contact, uh, eye contact with people who experienced these four different categories or these four different examples of, of folks that were there that experienced the unconditional love of God that transformed their life. So let's, let's dig into this and look at it. Verse 4 and 5. Now, we've already seen that God's gathered these people to, to worship and to declare His glory. Verse 4 and 5 says, Some wandered in the desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. This first category of people, I'm just going to call the drifters, or uh, you know, those people that were going with the flow, or they just out there doing life. They were just drifting, and they were looking. They were looking for life. They were looking for meaning. They were looking for love. Uh, but it says that they could not find it. They could not find this place to settle. 
uh, they were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away. And this is talking about an ongoing process to where, you know, they were just searching as we do today. We see uh, folks all around us and maybe you're in that category, just searching for meaning and purpose and truth. Uh, and, and it's saying that as a result of that, I, they could not find it. They were hungry. They were thirsty and th- their life was actually ebbing away. You know, <clears throat> I could not imagine to be in this situation where, you know, you're, you're looking, you're looking for that. You're, you're looking for security. You're looking for meaning. You're, you're looking for shelter. And they, they could not find it. Uh, I, several years ago, Felicia and I, it was after Rachel uh, our youngest daughter graduated. We took her, uh, to, we were going to Italy. We flew into Switzerland, to Zurich. And uh, because, um, why don't we do that? Uh, because we could get up front. Okay. Yeah, anyhow. So so we rented a car, and uh, and so we were dri- We drove down to Italy. And when we were coming back, there was a way you could do your GPS while you had Wi-Fi, and it would still be, you know, there on your iPad whenever you got away from that. Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever done that? Nobody? Yeah. So, yeah, you could download where you're trying to get to. And so we were trying to get from Italy back up to Switzerland. And, and so it was taking us up through the Alps and all this kind of stuff. And uh, we got to a point to where the road just ended and there was only a train. And it's like, well, what do we do with this? Well, you're supposed to get on the train. Well, the last train had already left. And so it was nighttime, and, and eventually we got on there, and we came up to some little town in, in um, Switzerland, and it was late at night. Uh, we went and checked on uh, one of the, there was a few hotels there. I think it was, what, four or $500? I wasn't going to spend that. So I was kind of like these people that were wandering in the wastelands. I, I, you know. So we, what we did is we went and found a parking place out uh, in the, the parking for the trains, and uh, it was cold and it was wet and it was raining and we just slept there and uh, it was pretty miserable that's one night that's one night uh has nothing close to what this is trying to help us understand that for years and years and years and really the picture here is, is of the children of israel that is wandering in the wilderness for 40 years in the desert you know, and it says their life is just ebbing away. Perhaps, perhaps you may be here today and that, that's kind of your experience. You're still looking, you, you know, but you're not finding that soul satisfaction. Or perhaps you know people. I mean, you have found it, but you know people that you encounter every single day that are just drifting along. So he is saying here that God has gathered these people, those that, that were hungry and thirsty, their life is just being spent but not experiencing abundant life. So that's, that's the first category. The second category, look at verse 10 and 12. It says, Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So He, object, he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. So here's another picture. And this is a picture of people that are just experiencing darkness and despair. You know, it's really a picture of, of the people of God and of Israel whenever they were in captivity in Babylon. And uh, it says that they were in darkness, utter darkness, deep darkness, in shackles. Why? Because of their rebellion against God. They were just rebellious. They're saying like, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do it my way. This is the way I see fit. And so as a result of that, they were experiencing the, the discipline of God. 
And, the, and they were in prison. They were in shackles. And they, were try, they tried to get out, but nothing they, d- could, they did could free them from the bondage that they were experiencing. Now today we look around and we, we, can, we can see that. We see that there are people that are experiencing darkness. There are people that are in bondage. I mean, there's all kind of bondage, all kind of darkness and depression, enslaved to all kind of things from fear to, to drugs uh, to bitterness, to attitude, whatever it may be, enslaved and kept there. And it says, and they could find no one to help. No matter what they did, there was no out. So, so, you know, here are these that are just drifting, just going with the flow in life. Here are these that are experiencing darkness and oppression and bondage in their life. And then there's a third category. I call this one kind of the dumb people. Um, you, you look at, well, just look, verse 17, it said, Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near to the gates of death. All right, you say, well, Mike, that's kind of, that's kind of rude to call these dumb. No, no, no. See, we all fit into that category. It says, Some became fools through their rebellious ways. So here again are, are folks that are kind of bringing this on themselves. They're, they're bringing this on themselves. And um, it said it was so bad that because of their choices, it led to disease and sickness and hopelessness. They were discouraged. Uh, they, they were at a point to where, you know, they just abhorred food. They, 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 just, they couldn't be comforted by the good things and the n- nutritious things as far as food. You know, you've been around people maybe at the, close to death or, or those that are maybe afflicted with uh, cancer or whatever the case is and just lose your appetite. And this is, this is what he is painting a picture of, is that we can get in a condition where we really lose the appetite for that which will nourish and sustain us, for the good things of life. Because of choices that they, the foolish things they did, they found themselves just ready to give up. And then there's a fourth, there's a fourth um, category, example. I call this the, 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 the dedicated to the responsible in verses 23 through 27. Look with me there. It says, now some went out on the sea in ships and they were merchants on the mighty waters and they saw the works of the Lord, His wonderful deeds in the deep. For He spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves and they mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away and they reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits end. Ever been there? At your wit's end. Uh, during our purging process, as far as our family, you know, I've been telling you this last two weeks, we're trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff in our house. And so we were going through all the, the DVDs. Oh, my gosh, at the number of DVDs that we had. And we ran across one. Uh, Matt and I did. It was, uh, um, God, just, it just perfect storm. Anybody ever seen? Remember that one? Perfect storm. Oh, it, you know, it was like, 1990-something, whenever that thing was made. Perfect storm. But I remember that being such a you know a powerful movie and just it was a perfect storm. And just the visual effects as far as what happened whenever those systems came in. And you can picture exactly what he's describing here in the psalm as far as just those waves, those insurmountable waves. And it's saying here that they came to a particular place. These are the expert sailors, seamen, and all that kind of stuff, but they lost all hope. 
because they were just hit by the storms of life. You know, it doesn't say that they did anything here to bring the... They were just being responsible and diligent. They were out working. And all of a sudden, the storm of life came and just uh, hit below the belt. How, how, many, how many times do we see that happening in, in life? You've experienced that whenever you're just going about, you're being responsible, you're doing what you need to do, and all of a sudden, just the unthinkable happens. We have people come to us all the time and going, golly, I can't believe that happened. Why does good things happen? I mean, bad things happen to good people. So here, here are these that this came to a particular place when disaster strikes, and they just... It says that life just ebbed away. They, they had nothing they could do. They were, they were just left to the circumstances. But here's the good news of this psalm, which we, we really hadn't looked at. This, this is the good news. And that is this, that there is no situation to where God's love is not deeper. There's no pit so deep that God's love and His mercy and His grace is not deeper, no matter what we find ourselves in. And, and the thing is, is in verse 6, verse 13, verse 19, and verse 28, it has the same response from these people that God has gathered from the east and the west and the north and the south, the same response. What does it say they did? Verse 28, it says, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and He brought them out of their distress. Verse six, uh, the verse 6 says that. They cried out to the Lord in their distress. Verse uh, 13 says that they cried out to the Lord in their distress. Verse 19, they cried out to the Lord in their distress. Verse 28, they cried out to the Lord in their distress. In each one of these, no matter what they were facing, here's the key, they cried out to God. They came to a particular place to where they acknowledged self-help is no help. Absolutely, God is the way, the truth, and life. He's the answer. So we come here and, and we see that as a result of them crying out and God responding and God's deliverance, here, here's what He encourages. Look at verse 7. So they cried out to the Lord. He delivered them from their distress. And verse 7 says, And He led them. Now these are the drifters that were looking for this city. And He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deed for mankind, for He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Now look at verse 14. Now, uh, because after those that were in darkness and enslaved and all that, after they cried out to the Lord, it says, He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness. He broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. For He breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. So, so here, here are two examples. So they cry out to the Lord and God establishes them in, in this city. And that's a picture of how God leads to the promised land. For me and you, it's a picture of how God leads us to the promise of Jesus Christ and His salvation. Then we have the darkness and, 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 and being enslaved by the strongholds. And it says, there's nothing too great for, that God can't break. There's nothing that's got a hold on you or me that God can't break. And He, he says here in these few verses, 14 through 16, how we can respond to Him. And in verse 20 uh, through 22, uh, look at this. After they cried out to the Lord, uh, those uh, foolish, rebellious folks, it says, He sent 
out His Word and heal them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for all mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of His works with songs of joy. Then verse 29 through 32. So the foolish, these people brought this on themselves. They, they, they were the rebellious, the foolish, doing, making these choices. It says they cried out to the Lord, God delivered. And then finally, as we come to this, uh, the fourth illustration, those that uh, were, were, you know, they were just out there trying to be responsible. Verse 29, after they faced this storm, it says, He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. The, they were glad when it grew calm. Amen. And He guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt Him in the assembly of the people and praise Him in the council of the elders. Now jump ahead to verse 43. Last verse of this psalm. It says, The one who is wide heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. So, so really, what's the application? What does this have to say uh, to me and you? You know, if you find yourself in a pit or any of these situations, you find yourself, you know, just um, wandering or drift, drifting. Even, even as a follower of Christ, you know Christ, but you're, you're in a desert place right now. Or if you find yourself still enslaved and you, you're just really battling with depression and you're just facing the darkness of, of not being able to break out. Or if you find yourself still just making foolish decisions, or, or, or maybe you find yourself having been just uh, waylaid by some uh, terrifying circumstance in life. He is encouraging me and you just to do what they did. And those four verses, verse 6, verse 13, verse 19, 28. Here's the key. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to God. Cry out to Him. You won't do that in a, in a state of pride. But that is an acknowledgement. There's nothing in and of myself that I can do. It's only what that God is the Redeemer, that God is the Restorer. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So here is just cry out to the Lord. And then, and then in each one of these situations, it says, hey, let them give thanks. Let them give thanks. It goes back to that uh, for verse 2. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed tell the story. Tell the story of what God has done for you. What has God done for you? This exhorts and encourages to, to, to reflect on what has God done for me? And then thank Him. That is part of worship. Part of worship is, number one, crying out to Him. You worship God whenever you cry out, when you acknowledge that He is the God of gods, that He is the King of kings. If you look at that Psalm 136, it's just establishing Him that is the God above all gods. You know, there's a lot of spirituality in, in, in the world today. Matter of fact, nine out of ten Americans, you know, see themselves as, as somewhat spiritual. But you look at in America that uh, only 20%, 20% of those who see themselves as spiritual actually attend a regular church service. There's a lot of spirituality. But as far as coming to acknowledge and understand that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, and He's the Savior of the world. Thank Him for what He has done for you. 
What's he done for you? Reflect on that. And then it says, tell your story. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now, in these Psalms, God uses all of these to continue to point us to Jesus Christ. To point us whenever, you know, those that are drifting, hey, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. To those that are facing darkness uh, or distraught, hey, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. In me, there is no darkness. For those that are foolish and dumb, Jesus says, oh, I'm the good shepherd. I'm used to dealing with sheep. Uh, I, I, I am the good shepherd. And for those that are, who are bombarded with just life circumstances, He says, I am the resurrection. And you think all is lost. Listen, I am the resurrection. Here, here is God's reminder for us that all good things don't come to an end. His love, His compassion, His grace endures forever. There's no pit too deep. No pit too deep that God's love, that His compassion, His grace is not deeper. What are, what are you facing today? What are you experiencing today? Who do you know that needs to experience the grace and the love that Jesus Christ brings? Here's the encouragement to us. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. You can't do that with a sense of pride. You can't do that without understanding that it... it this right here is not just something just immediate, but, you know, cry out to Jesus. Acknowledge that He is the way, that He is the truth, that He is the life. Allow Him to be your Redeemer and then say so. There's a song that we used to sing growing up. It said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Any of y'all remember that? And you remember what we used to say after that? So, (laughs) let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, you know, uh, well, I, I really think it's encouraging us to do more than that. But it says, uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed. Praise the Lord. The encouragement for me and you today is just a, as verse 43 says, let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. I want to give us some time this morning I'm going to ask you to go ahead and bow your heads. And I, I want to give us an opportunity this morning just to allow the Holy Spirit to bring to your mind the wonderful, loving deeds of the Lord that He has brought to your life. And ask Him to do that. Just say, Lord, would you do that? Holy Spirit, help me to ponder the things that You've done for me. And it, it may be if you're sitting here today and you, that the first thing that comes to mind is I've been redeemed. I've been saved. Jesus has delivered me from death into life. And He says, say so. Give Him thanks. Give thanks to Him. Worship Him. Often. And it may be that God's bringing to, to mind through His Holy Spirit maybe some darkness or maybe a time in your life to where you were aimlessly drifting through life and disparaging of life. And as you cried out to Him, He redeemed that. Maybe there's some, maybe, maybe you're thinking right now there's some, there's some dumb decisions. There's some, there's some ungodly choices that I've made and I'm, I'm not worthy of that. But God, here's, here's the reminder of this. See, God knew 
God knew when he created you and me uh, that apart from him, we could do nothing. Apart from the love and the life of Jesus Christ. But he takes great joy in extending his compassion even when we've been rebellious. Ponder what he has done for you and bring you out of darkness or maybe even a time of just um, uh, foolish decisions. And then give him thanks and praise and then but also ask Him to give you an opportunity to tell your story. It's in God's economy that through the church the manifold greatness of God will be made known in the heavenlies, but also by this all men will know that Jesus is Lord through our love for one another and love compels us to tell the great things that God has done. Perhaps today you find yourself in a pit. Maybe you've been there for quite a while and you've been crying out to the Lord, crying out to the Lord. Listen, the, the children of Israel wondered for years. They were in shackles for years. And perhaps today is the day where through the work of the Holy Spirit, He's revealing to you His great love for you has great power and that today is the day of salvation. Take heart from this psalm. Take the lead from their response and their difficulties and their troubles and their darkness and their hardships and cry out to the Lord right now, would you? Father, we just thank You for your great love, we thank you for this opportunity for us to come and be reminded and that this is exactly what this psalm is all about. It's just it's being reminded of, of your love and your compassion and your mercy and your grace. Today, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would Help us as we come to our wits end. Perhaps somebody's at their wits end today just to know that you're the answer. That you are the answer. It's not a combination of self and you, but it's completely dying to self. And trusting you as our Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you that your love endures forever. And that will never come to an end. May we respond today as we hear your call. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.